This is my podcast. No, I'm taking over. Hi, my name's Matt, and I am Jess's husband. And she was about to record her intro, but then I just decided to push her out of the chair because I think it's about time that I go ahead and take this thing over for, for a hot minute. So this episode is me, Matt Williams, recording an episode with Jessica Williams. She's my wife. I don't know if you've uh, heard of her before, but anyway, um, that's who this episode is with. We talk about a lot of different things uh, as far as like who influences us right now, uh, kind of how we met, our whole story and everything. Um, it's definitely the podcast that has the best intro ever. I can tell you that. Um, and it's one of the best guests ever. That's absolutely for sure. Um, we answer a couple different questions that were asked on Jessica's Ask Me Anything. And we talked for about, what was it, like an hour and a half or something like that? I think it was about an hour and a half. Yeah, so we had to talk about more than that, but I'm sure you'll hear it. So, yeah. Wait, hang on. Also, no, wait, your right. chair is squeaky. Yeah, it's fine. We also, have one microphone, so this isn't working this right is now. This is not working right now. Also, uh, uh, recently Matt re- released a series of videos on his Instagram. So if you go to at um, MattFTM on Instagram. There's an underscore in there. There's an underscore. Uh, you can watch his videos. And I'm going to tag him in a post uh, so you can just go directly to you can just go directly to his page and you can check out some of the videos he recently released. We're good at sharing. Get the phone out of my face. Get the phone out of my face. Get the phone out of my face. <laughs> he, released, he released some really awesome uh, short films on a knife maker that he filmed up in British Columbia. And um, his uh, it, this guy's name is Mike Jones. And it's super incredible stuff. I'm so proud of him. Really beautiful. Hey, can you quiet down, please? Thank you. Oh, my God. Anyways... You're gonna, you, so if you want to listen to more of this of us arguing, <laughs> then you're in the right place. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoy this episode with uh, <laughs> with Matt Williams. I hope you enjoy this episode with Jessica Lynn Williams on Matt Williams Sorry, love. This is my husband, Matt. <laughs> Hi, everybody. <laughs> and we're recording our first podcast. We've recorded podcasts before. We actually recorded, remember that podcast we recorded when... Um, we're in Maui? No, no. Like right before we were about to move to Maui, we recorded a, 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 we reported, we recorded a podcast like the night that we decided that we were going to do it. There's a lot of things I remember about that night because that was a the, we were talking for such a long time about like the pros and cons and like of like what that meant for of us saying no to a salary job or saying no to a salary job like so what it meant to us financially and everything and what it meant to us experiential wise and all and uh, 
There's a lot of things I remember about that night, but I have no recollection of recording a podcast with you. I think that we did. We were going to have a podcast like being out there, but I think that it was just a little bit. It was too challenging because we didn't have internet. We probably could have done it. I mean, we, oh, we did definitely could have done it. But it was just like, I don't know. I the feel whole like problem the, being out there was that like you were trying to, you know, Skype with Melissa and everything. And that was just ridiculous. <laughs> we, one the, time, the 14 time times. One time, 14 times the call dropped during our conversation <laughs> and I had to edit that episode as if that didn't happen I that. and I just remember just being like this is not even going to sound remotely like this is a continue and actually the conversation like it came out really really good but it did take away I think that I mean I mean poor girl she was probably really frustrated because she's like I didn't choose to move to an island like she's getting all of the negative yeah she's getting all the negative but yeah, but she was really understanding. I think yeah, we had an open invitation. Really could have come out. <laughs> yeah, could have come out to Maui. Well, it was funny because See I how bad the internet was. I received the email uh, about that job in Maui, like while she was out there, because she visited, and it was so funny because like the other day I posted about her being on the podcast for the first episode, and then I like I downloaded Time Hop recently because I was like, okay, so I, I like I've been kind of like. <laughs> This is so I, weird. You, I don't know I why you, I'm talking about to, this. No, I need you to cycle back to remind me about Time Hop at the at the end of this because I know it's okay. not about Time Hop. But All right. On. So so I downloaded Time Hop recently, which like I don't know if I'm going to regret or not. But I'm just kind of like lately I've been kind of thinking like who was I online like with all of that? What was it? James Gunn like he recently uh was like fired from his job at Guardians of the Galaxy for like re- like directing Guardians of the Galaxy because Galaxy because he made really bad jokes about pedophilia. yeah he made some really like stupid jokes and now everybody in the cast is signing a petition saying we won't come back to do these next movies if you don't bring him back right and he like <laughs> odds are he's crazy. probably not like a probably pedophile not coming back. but that's also like a thing but then again Walt Disney was a known anti semite too who is like. Who started? Yeah, Disney. so it's but like it's like a different bar, though. There's like a different standard yeah, every ten years. Like, no, no, know, I mean worker. like there's a there's a different standard of what's okay and what's not. So yeah, so I anyway, been, time hop. So time hop. So I've been on Twitter for like you know since like 2007. I think yeah, probably 2007. And so yeah, I downloaded that. But anyways, like to the day, I think it was like two days ago. Uh, it was like three years ago to the day she came out to Los Angeles. A couple of days ago so it was just kind of it was so weird how that came up was i i was in florida when that happened i remember that you left after she because she, she came in and you were there I because we there were outside we picked her up at the airport the airport <laughs> like, and i was like was, looking at like gonna be? right i was looking at chinese guys and i was like i wonder if that's melissa dressed up as a chinese guy <laughs> <laughs> or, like, or maybe like she was just like using some sort of really enhanced technology out of the uk to make herself look like you know, a girl my age and talk like Japan, a girl my age. Right. And then, <laughs> I don't know. Boy. I remember we, we would see like, there was like, there was a guy who came out with a turban and you're like, maybe she's under there Voldemort style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was really funny. Coral, is that you? Well, it was really nerve wracking. Cause I'm like, I don't know. I mean, you remember that. I mean, she literally was, I mean, we you were, never met her before. We were both strangers you on the internet. Yeah. But I think, I don't know. It's, it's strange that we went there and that felt like a, a thing that was like, oh, this is something that we would be doing. Yes. What do you mean? Well, going to pick somebody up from the airport that who you you've never know. met, who you've had a relationship online with and is now going to stay with you for three weeks. Yeah. Seems like something we would do. Mm-hmm. So, like, it, yes, it seemed abstract, but at the same time, like, I don't know. That's definitely something that's up our alley anyway. 
Anyway, Time Hop, hopping back to that. Um, I wanted to download Time Hop, and I realized there was this, just right now, I don't know why, but I just realized there was this like ego part of me that saw, I was like, oh, it's a bunch of dinosaurs on Time Hop. Like, that's how they do their marketing and everything. Well, I'm not going to download this child's app here. That's pretty and here's brilliant. The thing, here's the thing. I love dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their marketing does kind of suck. Well, I mean, part of it, too, is like, I don't know. They, like, it's just like you don't you don't want to look in the rear view. That can be really challenging because it's hard to look at yourself. I think that's the challenging part about having to me. That's the challenging part about having an online persona is because like, I don't know. It just even like the concept, it feels so douchey. But like of being like, I'm an online personality or something like that. Like you don't want to be like the everybody game show host. Is an online personality now though. That's the yeah. thing is that everybody has a Facebook. Everybody has an Instagram. Everybody has a voice. And by the way, I was just trying to say that marketing showed me my ego, which usually it's like my personality gets to see the other's oh. ego through their marketing, but this was like a different flip around, and I thought that was really interesting. But everybody has a presence online. Everybody has a Facebook and or an Instagram or whatever. God, I hate Facebook. Facebook really is the worst. You kept saying that for a while, and I was like, it's really not that bad. It's so bad. I hate Facebook. It's the worst social media network. I mean, I like. I prefer MySpace. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, legitimately, like every single day. You, <laughs> I mean, we met in 2006. I was on MySpace like in 2004, probably is when I hopped on that one. Yeah. I mean, that was like the first time I was ever on a social media network outside of like What's America Online. I, I did have a Zanga. <laughs> did you really? Oh yeah, I had, I had a live a journal for a little bit. Or, or uh, there was okay. It sounds like a porn site, but it is not. It's like xpages.com. It's expages.com. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like not I made yes, like and I, know I it, made but. ones about dogs. I was like twelve, and I'm like I'm gonna make an xpages about dogs. It was the dumbest thing, but it's like there's what, what kind of what kind of information? What kind of hard hitting facts were you <laughs> about, about dogs? Like, <laughs> There was like GIFs. Actually, have you seen that it's website? A it's a GIF. It's a GIF. No, it's not. Mom's like you. The first, <laughs> they do. You're you are absolutely correct. <laughs> they don't like me at first until they meet me, and then just like your mom, she was like, "I don't. Who's this boy going to take my daughter down to the city to take photos? <laughs> yeah, who's this boy? You know, I received a question on. Um, I mean, being that. Today is six years that we're married, mm. and then September 2nd will be 12 years that we'll t- we're together. I received a question on uh, Ask Me Anything yesterday about how we met. And so somebody asked, I don't remember who it was, but they asked, how did we meet? And uh, they also asked, what are, your, <laughs> what are your tips for a happy marriage? You know what's really funny <laughs> is that I was on set yesterday shooting this uh, like Labor Day mattress commercial. Woo! And... Uh, some kid on set we were talking and he was like how did you and your wife meet and all and i told the story and i realized how redneck it sounded <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, because so 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 if you want to if you want to go through and tell the story i don't know I, awesome. like, you know what why don't we just leave it at we met at a 24-hour diner we can just leave it at that because that's true but that's not how we actually met because we didn't meet until we were out in the parking lot yeah. we saw each other yeah and i was but trying I mean, to play like, it off like oh, no of i'm not even I'm not even paying attention to these, yeah. these girls on the side and over here. Well, I mean, like, to be fair, I mean, I may have been a little bit aggressive. Number one, actually, I wasn't aggressive. You it was weren't my aggressive, friend that was yeah. aggressive. And number Thanks, two. Tanya. Yes. And number two, uh, I don't know. When you're 16, 18, like, you do things that you just would never do 
being a full grown adult and being like, I'm thinking with my brain right now because your brain is literally physically inhibited. So like the stories that you tell sometimes can be like, ah, oh, it's so embarrassing. Like the way that that happened, you're like, well, like, you know, when you're a kid, like you're a kid. <laughs> yeah, you do things. You say things that are, uh, are stupid, that are really dumb. Um, like, but sometimes they work out. And that's, I feel like that's the great thing about being like a teenager is that when you are working with this broken brain thing that you're, you're trying to figure out how does like, how does, how does this whole world work? And it's not even how does this whole world work? It's, I know how this world works. And then you figure out as you keep going, oh no, I don't wait. It's like this. No way. It's like this. And then yeah. you think it's that <laughs> the world's changing and everything, but it's not, it's your, it is a combination of so many different things, but my point is that I feel like you make so many bad decisions that are just made at random. Every now and then you make one that's crazy good and you had no idea that it was. Yeah. And if you were in a fully developed right mind brain, like not right or whatever, but if you're in a... The, your, if your mind was fully developed, if your prefrontal cortex was fully developed and you didn't have like issues with like You would not aversion. have made that decision to do that thing. Right. But because you weren't fully developed at that point, you made that decision, something that you would have never done in the right mind, then, uh, then something worked out that you never would have been able to have happen, which is how I think your friend yelling out the window, my friend thinks you're hot, <laughs> is, uh, is a way that we were able to meet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the funny part about it too, about the experience, and we've talked about this before, but it's like, but just having met each other at 16, like growing up in, in, you know, pretty conservative backgrounds and uh, like deciding to move around a lot together. It's just been really interesting because I feel like we've had like, you know, have you, do you remember listening to that Joe Rogan, Heather Hang? Uh, it's Joe Rogan with Heather Hang and then her husband, I don't remember his name, but they had like a, they had an episode pretty recently and they were talking about how they met really early and like they essentially grew up together and it, it's like a really different thing when you're. I don't know if I heard that, but that's, um, that's, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. yeah, And you're, when you're able to like grow and evolve with somebody to that point, because usually like, I would imagine it would be really hard going out at this point, you know, like, so today or a couple days ago, that would be hard. I mean, like, like, so, so happy birthday, 30th birthday. Oh, thank you. And so So sweet to remember you two days late, but that's fine. (laughs) He woke up in the morning and I was like, I'm going to give you your gift right away. (laughs) Woke up. I had to like. It was early. It was like six. Yeah. No, it was earlier. No, because my call wasn't until later that day. Yeah, it's about six. Yeah. 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 And I was like, do you want your birthday gift? I didn't even wrap it. I'm like, do you want it? I just couldn't. Usually I'm pretty good about waiting on gifts like that, but I just couldn't. I no, couldn't I'm glad wait. you didn't. I'm yeah. glad you didn't. Yeah. And I got, I got mad a, uh, what's it called? I keep, I wanted to call it a dumbbell, but it's not. It's a kettlebell. It's a kettlebell. It's yeah. a Iron Man shaped kettlebell. <laughs> so super fun well i don't know it made me think of like a uh, band-aids like when you're a kid you don't want like the boring band-aid that's like skin colored you want the one that has like cinderella on it so i mean i feel no, like that's no, how i that's how i felt about the no, uh kettlebell as i figured you probably want i have that. a vivid imagination or a vivid, well, i do have a vivid imagination that's actually very true it's more present than is my but, but anyway um i remember being a kid getting a shot and then being given a some sort of like I think it was 
So don't tell me. It was Aladdin and... Uh, the King of Thieves? No. I literally <laughs> just said, don't tell me. I'm sorry. Jasmine, that's your name. So, but you still didn't tell me. I knew I was going to get it. Aladdin but. and the King of Thieves. <laughs> I remember I got a Band-Aid and it had Jasmine on it. And I remember going like, oh no, what's everyone going to think of me that I'm wearing a princess Band-Aid? And then I remember being out in uh, the doctor's waiting room. And this guy out there had this sailor girl tattoo on his arm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, this is pretty much the same thing. This is okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's so adorable that you're like, oh, damn it. Like, what am I going to do? Like, everyone is going to think that I like Jasmine. Yeah. Well, I think think it's really funny because it's like, I I always thought that that was just like, oh, that's that's a problem with me. And it's like, but no, it's like, that's, that's human condition. That's before you get like you know more indoctrinated with the world and you're just a little kid like six seven years old or something like that yeah not that your environment can't have an impact on you it definitely does yeah the nature versus nurture argument with regards to that stuff can be really like inflammatory but you know i've been thinking about that kind of because like you know having grown up with like four older brothers it's so weird because i thought that was going to be way harder to get through all of them to get to you by the way (laughs) yeah they're like yeah just take her it's fine The worst was like, Jay would just be like, I'm not going to look at you. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to speak to you. Oh, you're going to come outside and have a cigarette? You're not here. He would really ignore you? Oh, he would completely How ignore um, like there were like multiple trips that he came up and he was like, it, <laughs> like, he would be there for a business and he'd just like not even acknowledge me, which I thought was hilarious. And then we went on a family vacation and he was just like, all right, look, uh, I'm done with all this, like being cold to you and everything. I really like you. So um, <laughs> anything that happens, just know that we're doing that to mess with Jesse. All right. And I'm like, yeah, I'm on board. That's great. That's, 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 <laughs> that's like great. 20. No, that was like 2009. Well, probably. It was uh, in Michigan. It was in Wisconsin. Yeah, that, that was trip. like in 2009. God, yeah. that's so funny. Well, yeah, he's definitely like in a lot of ways. He was probably my, my most protective older brother because he was like. He, he like was, I mean, because of the age gap, he's like in his, you know, early thirties. So he was like more of a dad in a lot of ways, but it's funny. Cause like my mom, she would always be like, I don't know. She always focused on not treating me any differently than my brother's while also treating me differently because she also like she, you know, she, you have to take, if you have a girl, you have to take into account that there are different risks involved. I was like far more emotional than my brothers were. They just beat the shit out of each other if they were upset. <laughs> and I would just be like in the kitchen and just watching them fight. I'm like, stop fighting. And I would just be like, tears would just be flowing <laughs> down my face. I'm like, they're fighting. I was so upset. Cause like, I mean, I genuinely remember like, like, oh God, what's that movie? With- You're tearing me apart. <laughs> <laughs> well, like they, I mean, they'd have each other like in headlocks, like their faces would be red and they'd be like legit fight. And there was four of them, yeah. you know, and they'd like, so your family has kept an incredible home video collection, by the way. <laughs> I, I don't I don't think other people have like I think it was like you know that episode of The Office where Erin uh, is like she takes a picture with a disposable camera <laughs> yes. she's like yeah, I love disposable cameras but it seems like such a waste and then she just throws it in the garbage <laughs> after she's done <laughs> taking yeah, pictures that's with like it. one of my favorite that's what I feel like how most people like, treat treat like VHS tapes and everything your family no they're like we're gonna catalog this <laughs> we're gonna digitize it 
and then we're going to recatalog it, and I then know. we're going to upload it online, and yeah. we'll make sure that everybody on in the family has access yeah. to all of these different events. It's cra- Yeah, my brother has a Plex server, or well, I guess, yeah, yeah, he has a yeah. Plex server, and it's like, it's filled with home videos, and it's so funny, because yeah, we all have access to it. There's this one home video where like two of my brothers were like fighting they just had the camcorder one morning and they were just they took it and they're like doing this uh they're doing like this video skit of rocky (laughs) and then then they had and then like occasionally i'm like three years old and i or no i was younger than that probably too (laughs) and occasionally like i'd run into the the frame and they'd be like adrian (laughs) (laughs) it's like it but yeah it's like it's yeah it's definitely i like i'm i'm grateful for having grown up with four older brothers because i feel like it gives you like it just gave me some like a little bit tougher skin with some things or at least like it prompted me to think a little bit differently probably but i I think that's more of what it was is not that you don't have thick skin you do but like well (laughs) being nice um <laughs> don't be nice okay um but you do and uh i think the other the great thing is that it changed the way that you think and you i, I from what you probably would have been if you would have grown up with like four sisters or if you would have yeah. grown up only a child or something like that right but i mean i i mean i i, I definitely love your family and i definitely love um, the way that they kind of influenced you and i think it is a big deal as well to that you didn't grow up with four older brothers like as they were all growing up together, they were those. There, there was that big difference and everything. Yeah, and I feel like there were so many different factors that made you who you are, and I'm just I'm really appreciative of every one of them, even though they were difficult. I'm sure to be able to get through at some points. Yeah, well, it's, I think it's always interesting when you grow up in it. It's, I mean, it was it was a multi generational household for yeah. a long time. Like my grandfather lived with us my nieces lived with us and you know my my oldest niece is like 20 she's gonna be 22 in in a couple of days holy shit that's crazy so it just like yeah it's interesting when what you grow up with it would be really i would imagine it would be very challenging to grow up like as a like as a only child that would be that seems like it would be a very different type of growing up not saying that it would be a bad different kind of growing up but I think that there are probably like pros and cons to like every single familial structure. And some are definitely easier easier than others when you consider economics and availability of the parents to give them the attention and stuff yeah, like I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I had kind of an opposite mm-hmm. upbringing too, where it was like I had one brother mm-hmm. and he was older, which wasn't opposite from what you had. But um, I had one bro- brother that was older, but we were five years apart. So we did kind of grow up together mm-hmm. and everything um, until he was like 17, 18, then he was gone. But and and then i was too but um but yeah it's just interesting that like we can grow up so different and uh i mean not really all that different but it is different circumstances but then we can relate with each other so well yeah yeah definitely well i think it also has to do with the fact that we grew up for the most part i mean you moved to illinois when you were like in middle school from new jersey ohio or new jersey new jersey you didn't even know where i live you moved back the and forth between Ohio and me, New Jersey and Maryland real. so much. I'm like, I don't know. It's like a clusterfuck. It's like Baltimore, before 12 Ohio, years old. Baltimore, New Jersey, Illinois. Arizona, California, Hawaii, Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a span in there where we could probably classify it like just driving around in our car homeless. 
Like there was there was that span. That in only there lasted too. a couple of weeks. It was, <laughs> it was that was more like a month. But yeah, sure, okay. It was only, it, well, it, no, it really was. It was only a couple of weeks because we Dude, drove. We did Phoenix. We did Albuquerque because we drove from Chicago to Phoenix, and then we went from Phoenix to Albuquerque. Then we went from Albuquerque to Santa Fe, <laughs> and on our way to Santa Fe, we decided to go to California, and then we turned around and we went to California. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we loved it in California. We stayed out there for like a week in our car, and then we came back to Phoenix. And we stayed down there, and then we moved back up in October. Yeah, it's like I my guess memory so. is getting better. I know. I think I think we were on the road probably for about two weeks altogether. We stayed in Phoenix for about a month. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Looks like my memory is getting worse. That didn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, what was that? Ask me anything because I kind of forgot about what that was, or did oh. we just give the longest-winded answer? To uh, that well, no. I mean, well, the other thing that she asked, she asked, "How did you meet?" And then she asked, "What are the tips for a happy marriage?" Oh, for a happy marriage. Well, I mean, you're so filled with all of those tips. Why don't you? Why don't you go ahead and start with that? <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? Since you're so filled with all of those I'm tips. saying why don't you go first I'm trying to compliment you while oh. I think of something <laughs> you sounded a little <laughs> bit sarcastic oh well it's, yeah I was trying <laughs> to show my hand a little bit but yeah um what, what do you mean you're trying to show your oh hand? my god I, I just <laughs> okay all right fine okay tips for a happy marriage <laughs> oh man well I don't just I think get me just 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 get me you know I think my biggest tip for a happy marriage would be to um, to encourage each other to grow yeah, and like to, to grow in a way that is uninhibited. Cause I think that like for us, like we've moved around a lot. We've like lived life a lot. We've, we're both, uh, relatively in the entrepreneurial space. We don't really have traditional jobs. We're a hundred percent freelancers. We need to own that we're entrepreneurs. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm not, yeah, whatever. I mean, I'm not gonna for myself, whatever. But I'm just for saying, myself. I, yes, I'm yes. That's what I do. But no. whatever. What what I was just hang on. You're right. Yeah, I'm I'm done with your addendums. Mm. I'm giving out tips for a happy marriage. Stop interrupting <laughs> me. <laughs> no, I, but genuinely, like one of the things I think that has been like the biggest <laughs> asset. What? Stop it. You got you got the biggest sorry. asset in our relationship. <laughs> Uh, you're distracting. I'm, I've been told that I'm good looking. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I <laughs> and plus, you need I a haircut. I am fully aware. Yes, I do. Um, no, what I'm saying is... Like is, door up in my head. No, no. So can I... You're... Yes, look. I'll move the mic away. I'm sorry. There it goes. There it goes. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is that, like, I think that a lot of times when people, like, get together... They like the growth stops because you want to assimilate to be like to stay similar to that person. Because if you stay similar, it feels like there's more stability in the relationship. And one thing that that I really appreciate and one thing that I feel really like very grateful for, something that we've gotten a lot out of our relationship is that um, we're both willing to grow and change and we don't see that as a threat. And like just to have that freedom is really big. So I think that like sometimes when people get in relationships, they think that they have to maintain being the same person over a, over a period of time in order because they're like, well, you know, it, I mean, you chose to marry 20 to 12 Jess. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, like you didn't choose to marry 2016 Jess. 
So, I mean, you did. 2018. Or 2018. Oh, my God. What the fuck year is it? So, what I'm saying is, is, like, like, the amount of growth that you can experience with somebody, if you allow yourself to, can be really good. And I think that's one of the things that we've, like, one of my favorite aspects of our relationship is that we've grown through our relationship. And, like, and we've changed in ways that, like, you know, back in 2012, if you made that change or if I made that change, it would be kind of like, I don't know if I really want to do this, you know, like, but then like when you allow yourself to change and become the person that you genuinely want to be, you know, like I would encourage you to go into whatever direction that you wanted because I love you and I want the best for you. And if you feel like that's a good direction, unless you're like shooting up heroin, like then I'm going to encourage and support you no matter what. And I just think that that probably like that to me is like the biggest people, people always say like, Oh, it's communication and blah, blah, blah. And it is, but it's like, what's that communication about? Like, yeah, that's, that's going, that's going a mile wide and an inch deep. Yeah. Like that is, what does that even mean? Yeah. Communication. Like that's all relationships are. <laughs> so when you're like, what's, what's your advice for relationships? Relationships. Right. Like, <laughs> that's my, that that's is my such advice. an empty answer. I love that you said that because I, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, I really love that you said that because the, the ability to just go ahead and not feel stuck to who we've been in the past has been a really great thing about a relationship because I think you do feel like you have this expectation to, to say like, oh, well, I am going to be this person that you know and that you knew and everything. That's, I couldn't have said that any better. You hit every single point about that that I thought that was that was important um for me I guess um well in in addition to that um be very willing to let go of who you used to be I think is a really good one not and I'm not saying like just like, oh, well, you know what? I went to medical school for seven years, but now I got a whim that I want to go off and do this. So <laughs> yeah, screw yeah. all that. Like, no, like, but but there are things that I've told myself and there are things that you've told yourself when you're anywhere from seven years old to even younger to, to, to up until recently. And just because you've told yourself that thing, it doesn't mean that you have to believe that thing. But I chose to believe a lot of the things I told myself. And it helps a lot when I get to talk to people who are really smart and I get to realize, oh, they have a really good perspective and a really good point on there, on them. But what I'm trying to do is, or what, what I'm trying to have happen is I'm trying to allow their opinions and their beliefs and their ideas to outweigh my seven, eight, nine, 12, 15 year old opinions that I've told myself and everything. I was, I did stuff yesterday that was really dumb. It's early in the day still. So give me time and I'll do something today that's dumb. But just because I tell myself something that's really fucking stupid doesn't mean that I have to believe it, but I do. And I continue to believe it a lot of times. And then I need some genius and some matter to go ahead and tell me, well, you know, this thing that happened here, this wasn't actually your fault. Well, well, you're, you're, you're going to have to say it more inspiring than that, or I'm not going to be able to believe in you. Uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, like there's, 
there's be willing to let go of those of what you of who you used to be uh, because maybe that wasn't really who you are mm-hmm. it's just somebody you were pretending to be um, so that's just I know you said or even like not even pretending to be I think that a lot of times you can just get to a point where like you know I mean your beliefs change and evolve based on your experiences and I mean yeah. you and I grew up with very ser- similar experiences mm-hmm. and then when we when we moved away we had we also had very similar experiences, but they were, they were, we, we varied our experiences and that's like what I think, you know, gives you the opportunity to, <clears throat> to change and evolve. And that's why it's like, you know, when people talk about like, you know, experiences over things like, you know, in the work that I do for the minimalists, that's something that we talk about a lot and that people talk about. But I think that, you know, when people think about that, they think about experiences like, you know, like like going to a spa or um, going to yeah. Six Flags or going to Disneyland. Which technically... Which is great. I mean, that's a great experience. Right. I mean, we're, you know, and, and, I, and it reminds me of an essay recently that Colin Wright wrote on the Minimalist blog about, uh, about euphemonia, I think it's called, but I could be totally wrong, but it's like the kind of happiness that is not just based in pleasure, but based in growth and... and it's like sustainable and it's more of a satisfactory happiness as opposed to a fleeting happiness. But, um, but yeah, like the the wealth of experiences that you gain that people don't talk about when they talk about experiences over things is the experiences that like alter and shape who you are as a person and give you an opportunity to grow. And I think that like, those are challenging though. Those are challenging. And that's where stoicism comes in. Mm -hmm. Like for me, that's like one of the biggest things that, like that I've found is is like being willing to grow through your experiences is the best way to learn. Oh God, yeah. <clears throat> like I, I downloaded I downloaded Brene Brown's book on uh it's like a, something about vulnerability. I think it's called like Daring Greatly or something like that. And I'm sure it's a great book. I listened to part of it. But I'm like listening to it and I'm like, you know, that's not the kick in the ass that I need right now. Like I don't need the kick in the ass. So this morning I decided, I haven't done it yet, but I decided I'm like, I'm going to return this book to Audible and I'm going to download Jocko Wilnick's book. Yeah. And it's going to be a total different. So it's like, you I know, I love that going, you just brought him up. Right it's, yes. Now, so it's going yeah. from, you know, the Brene Brown, which is a totally different approach. And I think that some parts of life you need mm-hmm. different kinds of people to speak into your life. But right now I need Jocko like to speak into my life right now. Like I need somebody who's kind of like tough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. And, uh, yeah, but like grow, like what's that quote, like grow through what you go through. Cause the only, cause what makes knowledge and wisdom relevant is experience. I think that one of the best things that you've done over the last five or 10 years is you've cultivated an idea of, who are smart people who I want to have influence my life and you've listened to them through podcasts and through and usually not usually videos or anything but through podcasts and through books and through audible books and you have them in your ears all the time making you such like an even an even smarter and even better person I love that and you can cultivate that and you can say like you know what this isn't what I need right now. What I need is more of this. Mm-hmm. And like I do that with like a lot of speakers and stuff like that for, for filming them and everything too. And I can have an idea of like who, who can I kind of like pull from their philosophy for this or that. But you've like intentionally yourself, not just, oh, this was for work, so I was here. Like you intentionally for yourself have cultivated a library of different smart, wise people 
to be able to, to, to pull from and everything. And you know who to go to for what you need, which is a crazy, that's like having a toolkit outside and just being like in the garage or something like that and being like, I have this problem. So I need to go get this part mm-hmm. and then going out and getting it. And, and you can, you can go do that now. And I think that's fucking awesome. And I think that a lot of problems don't have answers, but I think for the problems that do, you can go ahead and you can go and, and find the tools that you need. Um, you brought up Jocko, and I, I know I just cut you off, but I was going to forget about this. But you brought you brought up Jocko, and I was just thinking about Theo and Jocko. They did their podcast. <laughs> that, was they were a, talking. that was such a crazy combination. The combination was it Theo Vaughn, and did you hear the one with Duncan Trussell Yin too? And Yang. Uh, no, I didn't hear that one. That one's I'm going to listen to that next. That one but. was really good. It's really funny because like Theo Vaughn's got such a specific personality type, and then so does Jocko Wilnick. So then you have like these weird personalities. Like, I won't say how? it can be Theo Vaughn days. Right? Yeah. Theo Vaughn luxury days. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He's talking about not <laughs> taking luxury know. days. And then what did Theo Vaughn say? He's like. So, do you, did you ever like wish that you would have been captured and been a POW? <laughs> I just figured that you know you wanted to have yourself tested, bruh. <laughs> it's funny how we're doing. We're talking like Theo Vaughn talks, but it's not racist. Because no, it's no, a it's not because he's guy. a southern white guy. I love that. <laughs> I love that. I got a, I got a, I got a permission slip to mock him. <laughs> There was this there was this level of melanin in my skin when I was born and I looked down and I was like, Whoa, I can speak like Theo Vaughn. <laughs> um I'm Yeah, sorry, but Jocko. they were talking yeah, they were talking and uh, um Theo was talking about figuring out who people are like in tough situations. I uh, he said, like, Yeah, we were stuck in this elevator. Oh yeah. And this one girl just started crying <laughs> started immediately. Crying. Yeah. This other guy jumped up and like pulled his shoulders out of his sockets by just trying to rip these two doors apart right. for like two hours yeah. before he gave up. And then this other guy decided that he was going to drop out of school and he was going to go do this other thing. <laughs> he was going to be an do. entrepreneur. He probably thing. had tax. What's it called? Taxomania. It's like one thing that one disease that's like in cats. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. All right. Here's the other th- funny uh, sidebar. <laughs> you get so much information from so many different people all the time. You're always listening. Taxoplasmosis. That's what it's called. That you hear and you remember <laughs> shit like this and it comes up and it's like, what the fuck did you hear this well, from because, listen, okay because because oh my god it's gonna be the third time returning to this go ahead i'm go sorry ahead. but really quick it's because there's this disease in cats it's called toxoplasmosis and it, you, it can be found in cats and it's given to rats and it makes rats not afraid of cats okay so then but the thing is is humans can get it too and what they're finding so then humans aren't afraid of cats no, humans aren't afraid of risk. And they're finding that people who have toxoplasmosis uh, are at a higher risk for getting in, into like a motorcycle accident if they have a motorcycle and uh, they have a higher probability of becoming an entrepreneur. So anyways, that guy, he probably had toxoplasmosis. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. So you're, okay, the elevator and Theo Vaughn and Chaco Willenig. I don't know. I feel like it was such like a menial point that I had to already jump, reach around to like to jump back to. Just say reach around on your podcast. Uh, <laughs> that I had to like go, like go ahead and like go back to. Like it just didn't have that much substance to it. But yeah, um, I love that we've put ourselves in stressful sit ourselves in stressful situations together. So we've found out who we really are together, and yeah. I just want to keep doing that. And when people talk about experiences, those are the experiences that I want to mm-hmm. have with you. I want to go out camping and backpacking with you to a place <laughs> where it's like uh what's gonna happen here because this feels super crazy and uncomfortable <laughs> i am not that's, i don't want to do that that's but that's like okay that's okay i'll do that myself and then i'll come back <laughs> and then you'll be like i can handstand no problem by myself super slow here's 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 the difference though i, I mean I'd be, I'd be willing to go camping with you i would be 
I just, it's like. I just want a cabin and the car outside. <laughs> and then if we could have like showers and hot water, that'd be great. Yeah. At the same time, you loved the cold water in Maui too. The swimming in that, like the oh, coldest yeah. water that totally. there was. Totally. Yeah. I, yeah th- I mean, that that was definitely refreshing, even though I'm kind of afraid that I got parasites from it. But <laughs> all that aside. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't somebody say like, oh yeah, they'll bring, people bring jugs up to collect water from this river to drink at their home and everything. But sometimes people get parasites. Yeah. I was gonna say, that's not to say that they don't get parasites. They probably do. No, somebody I mean. said that. And then we just were like, yeah, we'll just like swim in there for like all the time. Yeah. Well. So Probably. I think it depends because there were some days that we swam in there and it rained. I would say it was worth it. (laughs) Yeah, good for you. (laughs) Good for you. You're not shitting your brains out for six, no, three, no, years. It was really funny. So like I was so uh, so oh so <laughs> this is like so much more information than I was planning on sharing. But like for, for the last couple of years, I've been I didn't realize I had parasites, which was awful. And it what's crazy is like I was like so hungry all the time. Like I just always wanted. I and when I got food if, in front of me, I just inhaled it. If you're gonna say that that's like one of the signs, like the first time that you met my parents, you're like, let's each order a pizza and let's figure out who can eat it the fastest. I know. And like, yeah. so I think you've probably always had that issue. Yeah. Um, but if you're well, going to say that. But. Yeah. I, I mean, probably. I don't know. I don't really know what I was getting at. I'm sure at. there were other contributing factors. Oh, yeah. I was talking that. about if there was an ad for uh, parasites, it would be like, are you tired of having extra weight around your waist? Like, are you looking for the beach body that you've always wanted? Don't hit the gym. Just think about this. Think about drinking water. <laughs> That's a little bit iffy. <laughs> if you take one shot of stream water a day, you too might have uh, what <laughs> cryptosporidium. <laughs> Side effects may, may include. include. I know. Well, yeah, you know. And then you list all the beauty comes at a price, Matt. <laughs> So we we're talking about uh, one thing. That, so we were talking. Did you get any other questions for the Ask Me Anything? By the way, I just wanted to know before we kept going on. Uh, I, oh yeah, Tori asked for my niece asked for my Netflix password. Oh really? <laughs> That's interesting. And uh, do you have? A, did you have? Do you have a response for her and all these other people? I don't know. No, not really. No. I'll tell her later. No. Okay. Well. Yeah. That's not, that's weird that you don't want to give everybody our Netflix password. I know. It's funny because I know that you, there's something, there's some, some way that you're going to respond to her that's going to be different than what I was thinking of, but yeah. never mind. Go on. Um, no, one thing that we were talking about that was kind of interesting to me that I think I would love to hear, we don't really talk like this, like we do talk like this, but not. I guess like it's not on a podcast, but I don't know. I just don't, I guess I haven't asked this question, but who do you feel like is speaking into your life now because we were talking about like people that are influencing you and I was saying how I'm going to return the Brene Brown book <laughs> what is it daring greatly for Jocko Wilnick discipline equals freedom so I wanted to know like what like where are you at like what um what people are speaking into your life and like wh- who are you who do you bring into your life for what well, there's definitely Rogan, and he's the he's the he's this overarching guy who just brings a whole bunch of interesting people, and a lot of people he brings on his show. I don't care about. I never even listened to, and maybe I'd get something out of it. But I mean, he's he's he definitely is somebody who is providing a lot of um, interest to to what's going on in my life. Um, but I wouldn't say that he's he's a curator of some people who come into my who come into my life and like do influence me. I wouldn't say he's somebody who does particularly. Um, 
I would say that one person is for sure Adam Greentree. And uh, Adam Greentree is a guy out in Australia. And uh, he is a bow hunter. Um, he has these funny videos that he posts to Joe Rogan about how Australia is so safe. And he's like, I don't know. I'm not Joe even, doesn't want to come to Australia because he's afraid of that. He's going to be killed by everything. Yes. There. So he posts these videos on Instagram. And he's like, Australia is great, right? I don't really know what the big deal is. It's a great place to live. Meanwhile, there's a Lots spider of, crawling, like a yeah, giant like spider, a spider the size like of a dinner plate crawling up the side of his face. Funniest thing. Yeah. But, uh, but just just from like from a bow hunting perspective or just like a life philosophy perspective uh, they kind of go hand in hand because they they 100% go hand in hand because what I'm really interested about first off um, for uh, anybody who thinks otherwise just to clarify really quick I do bow hunt but um, I want to go out and get meat because I really don't feel like I've paid any sort of price for meat. Um, because even if I go to Whole Foods and I buy something that was ethically raised and had no idea that it was going to die and lived out in a beautiful pasture and ate the best food, um, I'm still paying this price per pound for food where I love that you're yawning right I'm now. Not, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, it's not... <laughs> <laughs> even if I pay this price per pound for food, thank you, because I needed to change that energy anyway. Even if I pay this price per pound for food, um, part of what I'm paying for is going to pay the salary of the dude who goes ahead and kills the animal. Yeah, you're, you're, we're hiring a hitman essentially yeah, every time we go to the Killing you with your credit counter, card. You're, it. Yeah, you're like. Which, like, I mean, I mean, it, nobody has time to like no, not nobody, I, but peop, a lot of people don't have time to go out and do that. Yeah. I mean, it, it works well in our economy to have somebody there to facilitate that kind of transaction. But we need to do so in a way that's more ethical. So by going out and by being a bow hunter, you are recognizing and you're experiencing the price that has to be paid in order for those things to happen. And yeah. it's not like you're a cold blooded <clears throat> murderer, even though I'm sure many. No, people I'm going like, to. No, I'll cry. Yeah, I, and, a it, and that's that's a different. I mean, it's just a different because that's different what feel, that's what the feeling of it is, though. Yeah. Is that feeling of you're taking something like you, like it does. It's not an animal when you when you see it under the cellophane packaging. Like it's not an animal. It's just this thing that you use for cooking. It's not a life. It's yeah. not that, and you're really removed from that. And I. I, I can't do that in really good in any sort of good conscience anymore. So um, I haven't even I mean, I've, I've been I've been shooting my bow now for two years and I haven't even gotten my first kill yet. But um, I mean, I've logged about 200 miles, um, just under 200 miles um, from three trips. Oh, well, there's the other one, too. So uh, it would be well over 200 miles. Wow. Um, in in the pursuit of meat that is going to, you know, every little bit of it's going to get used. And, um, and it, it, it just feels way better to be, to be out there, even coming home empty handed, um, twice, uh, three times. Like it's, it's a hard, uh, it's a hard, bad feeling. Um, but I want to, I want to do this the right way, uh, because I've never taken responsibility for eating another life. Uh, I've never taken that my, into my own hands. Anyway, Adam is a guy who's out in Australia. Um, and him and his wife are awesome. 
Um, they've got a whole mess of kids and everything, and they're very open with their uh, their whole family on Instagram and everything. But um, one of the reasons that uh, he's been really influential on in me is he goes out by himself for this last trip. This trip he's currently on his Instagram storying. Uh, is an eight-day trip out into the middle of. I mean, it's it was a five-day drive to get there in his truck uh, from uh, from Brisbane, and he went uh, out there into the middle of nowhere, not even disclosing where he's at. And he's going to be out there for another two days, and then he's going to circle around and he's going to come back and drive five days back into the city. And uh, while he's out there, it's just him. And uh, I feel like that whole thing in the elevator that Theo Vaughn and that Jocko were talking about mm. was like, <clears throat> you got removed from society for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a new little society that started in that elevator. There's like nine people or whatever in there. But you got removed from all the world for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And while you were removed from <clears throat> all of the world, something happened. And you had to listen to yourself. And you had to be in your own head. And you probably got a little claustrophobic and you probably got anxious and you probably thought about your mortality and you thought about how you could die. You don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know how an elevator works. I mean, there's levers, there's pulleys and stuff like that. I don't know. That's it. I've been caught in an elevator before. It's not a fun experience. No, no. And I, you, that elevator elevator used to stop all the time. Arrow hated that elevator. Uh, yeah, he got, I think he got used to it. Putting dogs in elevators is always weird because I feel like they're always like, okay, you put me in a room and you open the door and then I'm in, I'm in one place. Yeah, and, and then I open it and it's in another one. It's got to be so confusing for it's dogs. super confusing. You know, horses have a problem walking on tile because they feel like it's a reflection of water and they can't oh, walk wow. on it. And so they get terrified. So people try to bring therapy horses into hospitals. And then the horses oh freak gosh. out when they see the laminate. That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure super expensive, but it's really funny, yeah. Um, anyway, so he's somebody who's uh, definitely uh, really impactful on me. Uh, um, and then I guess I would have to say... Um, yeah, he's probably been the most impactful person on me in the last five years or so. Um, and I know that he doesn't like he's not up your alley or whatever as much. Mm-hmm. But the type of like hard, like honest, like kind of rude to you but not giving a shit person that's really helped me for like business wise and everything uh, has been Gary Vaynerchuk. And no I know you shit. don't. Yeah, I know you don't. I really? know you really. Yeah, I, I know you not even know this because it's I, I don't know because I follow him on Instagram. Right. And I see the things that he says and everything. Right, yeah. And there's a there's some stuff I would, like he posts a lot, dude. And I'll scroll right past him sometimes. Yeah, he's got a, then, he's got a pretty big team. Then I'll hear then. I'll Yeah, he does. I mean, and he's built up something yeah. from nothing for it. Right. But he's, no, 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 no. I think I think it's good. But somebody was talking about like his social media team and he was like, because somebody I don't somebody commented on the minimalist stuff. I don't know how it was, but I I. I found a Twitter thread somehow when I was doing the minimal social media and he was saying that he has like four people on his team, but he started off and it was like just him. But well, yeah, I mean, but I don't give a shit about any of that. Right. Like that, but that's a hard thing for you to not give a shit about because that's like kind of your industry. That's what you work in and on. And so what you see is like how people promote somebody and everything. Right. So, but yeah. I'm more removed from that. I'm still involved in it a little bit because I see you work all the time and everything. Right. Right. But the way that I see it is this is like, okay, here's this guy and he's talking. 
Right. That's all I care about. Mm-hmm. This, yeah. is, this is just the one thing he's talking about. And people mm-hmm. say like, how do I get, how do, how do I like, how do I blow up? How do I get this? How do I get that? And it's just like, dude, it's, it's, it, you're, you, you suck Be consistent for and stay doing the long that. game. <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, that, like, that's like one of the biggest things is I'm like, I was talking to, I talked to Melissa this morning on the phone and we were talking about like promoting the podcast and stuff. I'm like, I, I'm not going to be like, I'm not going to be like, I mean, I'm sure like in the last couple of episodes I've mentioned like listen, subscribe and like or whatever. And, and like if you want to do that, great. But it just kind of feels like one of those things where it's like if you like it, then you will listen. So you don't yeah. need me to tell you to do that. And yeah. if, if you want to like if you want to like follow me on Instagram or whatever, I'm at Jess Breeze, by the way. <laughs> but like if you want to follow me on Instagram, then I'm not you plugging can. myself on Instagram because I'm more authentic. <laughs> you can see it in the description below. <laughs> Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> I mean, we're not even going to have show notes. It's just kind of one of those things where I'm just, I, I mean, it's not like, I, I think that it's okay. I think it's, I think it's, for some people, it's appropriate. You know, yeah. it's appropriate. For myself, it doesn't really feel like, it doesn't really feel like me. And it is kind of fun to just, it's kind of fun to put something out and to be like, I will tell people about it. Right. But that's where it's going to stop. Yeah. I, uh, I guess for me, I feel I film a lot of events where there are people up on stage and they're talking and they're doing their motivational speeches and stuff like that. And you get to see who people are really quick uh, because you are one of the people who gets to go backstage and you get to see when somebody comes off what right. they really like and everything. And yeah, they're yeah. there. Um, and so I don't really care about too much about who people are or the message that they have when they're up on stage and everything, but there are, there are people who will get off stage and they will become a completely different person. And, uh, I think that's really fascinating. Um, but I'm also interested in the areas where it doesn't matter either. So like I record, I, I recorded this, uh, conference a little while ago where this guy from the, uh, owner of the CEO of Boston dynamics, he's like building these like crazy robots out in Boston. You can see like them jumping over like like different obstacles and picking up packages and moving them around and doing all these like basically crazy Amazon fulfillment center workers, but in uh, metal form. But be I mean beyond that. But I'm just saying much, the capabilities are it's like so strong. It's huge. This um, is, this is and the population that will replace our workforce. Like and you can people, use the word population in yeah, a way. Yeah, the the population that will replace our population maybe um, integrate with our population. Um, anyway, so. Um, he was, uh, backstage and he was talking, I, oh, man, I will never live this down that I didn't have my camera on me when I saw this happen, but he was backstage and he got off of the stage and, uh, he met another guy who had just been up before him. Um, and his name, I think it was Richard something, uh, but he owns a company called gravity and he's built this, uh, jet pack yeah, that yeah. I filmed like him while he was flying through the air it's basically iron man it's, it's like an iron it's it's he saw it's that not, not he basically. saw the first iron man movie he got inspired and he started working in his garage and now he's built this suit in multiple different suits what's the name of iron man's assistant pepper Potts. no the other Happy? one i'm talking about the woman in his helmet that he talks to it's not jarvis because well, that jarvis. was jarvis oh you're talking about friday is it friday that was, is yeah that? that's her name yeah well I mean, yeah okay well, yeah, I, I don't know. Sorry. Friday was actually a, a, a data system that he uh, invented after um, this other girl broke up with him, whose name was Friday. Oh, okay. Broke up with him, then she died, and then he named the system after her. Yeah. Wow. Damn. Well, um, 
Yeah, damn. That thing that never happened. Well, I, I get really involved in the story. I, know I don't do. know. I get I get like I, I feel a very emotionally like invested in the stories that I watch. But anyways, um yeah, that would like so so yeah, the guy from Gravity, that was like super ridiculous. Yeah, so he walked up and he saw <laughs> the guy from Boston Dynamics, the owner of Boston Dynamics, and uh, they shook hands and they just met. And this is like for me, like watching this happen is like watching Steve Jobs meet Elon Musk. Yeah, yeah. And not having a camera to take a fucking picture of it. Yeah. Well, but the thing is though is that is that's, that's and they shake hands. your mind. They shake it doesn't matter. Like I want the I wanted this image because like it was an image that needed to be captured. Yeah. Because they shake hands and then one of the first things they said to each other was, "Oh, yeah, well imagine if we worked together and we put a jetpack on a robot." And I didn't have my camera. I didn't have my fucking camera to capture that. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'll remember that. Yes, like that for sure. I'll remember that. Yeah. But like that phrase has never been said in human history with actually being able to do it. And yeah, I I know, I know, I know. But I'm just saying, like I like there I'm are not some pissed. I'm excited. Right. No, <laughs> but I'm just saying there are some things. Like remember when we. Like remember that one experience we went to Kauai and we had an experience and we didn't capture it and we didn't tell anybody about it and yeah, it was just an yeah. experience and it was much of that. That is a pretty regular thing that I'll say that like some things are more important to not capture than to capture so yeah. that they can actually live in your but, mind and you can hold on to that. But I'm in just saying, though, the, I mean, being like it's too intimate for a camera. It may, yeah, it's like I mean, you know, when you're this wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just saying like when you're 80 or you know whatever mm-hmm. and i mean that's something that you can genuinely look back on and be like wow i mean this is like yeah, a crazy really time true. to you know it'd be even better than that to just say hey here's this picture of this thing happening so boring <laughs> 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 um but uh yeah so gary v uh but also adam greentree what do you like hugely, about gary v um i like that he doesn't let anybody have an excuse for anything uh-huh um and if somebody says something to the effect of like hey look um, I like spending money on myself and I like being able to do all this. Um, you know, what's wrong with, what's wrong with me living this way that I want to live and everything you say, save money and invest and then do this and then keep building companies and invest and save money and do that. But I like to spend money on myself. What's, what's so wrong with that? He's like, there's nothing wrong with that. You can definitely do that. There's no, you're probably not going to build million or billion dollar businesses but you there's nothing wrong with that live the life you want to live and just know that while you're spending that money that's you're taking that your time that you've invested into different things and you're you're expending that right now and there's nothing wrong with with any of that so he doesn't let people cut like any corners or any slack but he also has no problem with being like, dude, if this isn't what you want to do, then don't do it. Yeah. Like, I don't like, give a shit. Yeah, like being honest with yourself and be like, do you... Like, and he's also got a lot of really good ideas for... I'm sorry I keep interrupting you. Um, but he's also got a lot of really good ideas for like how to how to help your growth and how to stay sustainable and everything like that, which is super helpful. Yeah. Which I'm yeah, I guess... just it, starting to practice now. Yeah. I think uh, like all of the voices that are in like the space right now, you kind of need... You kind of need every perspective, right? Yeah. I mean, because even the perspectives that you disagree with, ultimately, even if you disagree with that perspective, it'll make your ideas more well-rounded because you have something to, like, pit your ideas up against. And and not saying that I disagree with anything Gary Vee has to offer. I'm sure he does. I've seen, you know, I've listened to his work. He, he I mean, he's really, really amped up, which I really like. But I just, I guess, like, I value... 
not saying that he's not genuine because right. I don't know the guy, so I don't know. Neither do I. But but the, one of the most important things to me is that somebody is genuine. Mm-hmm. Like if if I can get that out of a person, if I can talk to a person and feel like I'm talking to them and I'm not talking to uh like an infomercial of them, yeah. Then like then I'll, like I th- that is so much appreciated. Like I I value being genuine just to a degree like i'll like i'll interrupt a con like I'll, like you know the script right you go to the grocery store and you have a script with your grocer i go off script there's a game that's played and yeah. i like turn it into like a totally different kind of conversation because it's like you kind of want you it, it takes so much to break past that when somebody does have a front up and and sometimes like but what's so much what is it takes so much to break past that? What it takes what so, much. so much is is be like, I can't believe those bitches ahead of me didn't fucking try to bag their own groceries <laughs> and they just sat there and watched you right. do it. Like you contribute to something. But what I'm like, saying, that's all it takes is saying something like that. Sometimes I think it depends on who you're talking to. I mean, people that's really true. have their guard up. You know what I'm saying? Like I, so I don't know. I think I don't know if it's people have their guard up as much as it is. That people are just literally like they've just fallen into this routine, and when you send up a, set up a pattern interrupt there, like yeah. when you set that up, and they just go, "Oh, this is different." Uh-huh. Like that's, I that's I heard somebody say a long time ago that the only reason that a joke is funny is because it t- tells you about something that you haven't thought of in a different way before. Right. Yeah. And when yeah. your brain makes that connection, like that's the thing I'm trying to say is that it's, I don't know, I lost it. Shit. <laughs> It's gone. <laughs> Fuck. Um, <laughs> we've had so many sidebars going right now. Yeah. Yeah, we have. Had anyway, so, um, but Gary Vee is just like a, somebody who's like, who's just starting to influence me a little bit. But Adam Greentree, uh, Cameron Haynes has been another guy who's influenced me a lot. He did like the Moab 260 or something like that. 284. 284. 284. Who's counting when it's 284 fucking miles in the desert? Yeah. God, that guy's in crazy. In three days. That, but he, but here's the thing is that like that guy runs a marathon every single day. I wonder how every old his day. cells are. I have no idea. Because there are different, there's like a way that you can measure cells. That guy cells. is 54 years old and he looks like, God, he is, he's in ridiculous shape. I think it'll probably work for his body, but I wonder though, I oh, mean like the definitely. level of, I don't know. I don't. That's because because if you think about it from like a primal spirit perspective, that's three days of running from a tiger, <laughs> and like that just never happened. Like you well, wouldn't be, be running from a tiger for three days. Like, but there are people who are even crazier than him. Uh, the the woman who won the Moab. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Was yeah. Uh, Christine? Um, oh God! Was I can't believe I can't think of her name because I've listened to every either. podcast that she's been on. Um, she was saying that she eat can- she eat candy the whole time. Yeah, she just she says she eats like, candy and nachos and drinks beer, and that's like, like what she does. He's like Joe Rogan's interviewing her uh, for like biohacking. He's thinking that he's gonna be like, or she's gonna be like, well, I wake up in the morning and I, you know, I've already fasted fifteen hours, and I go out for a run, and then I come back and like, and then I do ketamine treatments or something like that. And she's like, yeah, I just eat gumdrops. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I said gumdrops. It's like a very nineteen twenties candy, but I just mean like drops. Um, but she like, you know, she just like eats a Twix, but I guess a lot of marathon runners do, but that's why I kind of think that that's bullshit. Like, what? well, I mean, I, th- I think, anyway, hold on one second. So she, fin- I just wanted sorry, to say I'm that so sorry. she was so like bananas and crazy that she finished 
eight hours ahead of the next person who crossed oh, the who crossed insane. the line. Like, she, yeah, she's and and she does that all the time. And and she was a school teacher, uh-huh. and then she quit being a school teacher so that she could run full time. I wonder what kind of teacher she was. I, I don't she, know. She's probably a gym teacher. Keep running. <laughs> <laughs> Could have been, could have been a gym teacher. It'd be funny if she was like a math teacher or something like that. That because that seems like a real life Indiana Jones type thing, where it's like this person was a history teacher, but really like on the side, like they go out on these different adventures and they yeah. find different artifacts and everything. She's like a she's like a math or a English teacher or something like that. And then like on the side, she runs for three days without stopping. Like Those she slept for a minute and then she woke up and then she just kept going. That's amazing to be as multifaceted as that to where. It's like, so what do you, you know, th- that the, the question, what do you do? And they're like, well, I don't know. I'm a teacher, but I run 285 mile marathons on the side. Like that kind of person. I think that that's the kind of person that like I desired to be, it be is I desire to be varied to the point of like, and I think that's part of entrepreneurship and just like trying to like work yourself out in a way that that, that doesn't uh, end up as a category on like your Facebook op- occupation, but just ends up where it's like just totally across the board. Just like, oh, like this, this topic came out of nowhere. Just like being a person that has, you know, varied interests and, and, and a willingness to kind of. But I feel like you find a genuine person when you, when you have that. Yeah. When you have varied interests, it's like you have explored. I'm sorry to ask you of this, but would you mind please looking up her name? Because it is, I, I, I'm, I'm trying to listen to you and my brain is trying to rack okay. somewhere back into, what is rack back into the, I don't know. But my brain is stuck. Um, Give me a second. Candace. Our internet is really slow. Anyway, so yeah, Cameron Haynes is another guy because he's somebody who just like another person who doesn't make any sense. Two eighty-five Moab, right? Yeah. And she was the winner. But she's like she's won like or what did she win in twenty seventeen? Uh, she won twenty seventeen. I think. Courtney DeWalter. Courtney DeWalter. I was way off. Samsonite. Um, oh yeah, she, yeah. She was on there October twenty fourth, twenty seventeen. So she was the winner last year. Yeah, no, it's and they're talking about doing a five hundred too. It's two hundred and thirty eight miles. Two hundred thirty eight. Well, okay. it says two forty. Does it really matter? Like you said. I mean, yeah. At that point, it's like. Well, they call it the Moab two hundred, and then like right, that's and the it's dumbest like dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's like when you get airline airline miles, and they're like, you have. I don't, I'm sure you have eighty four like, billion right, miles. I have like fifteen thousand miles probably or something. Seven billion miles. To I know. A, I'm like, wait a second. Okay, so like we're 93 mile. million miles away from the sun, and I have 15,000 miles. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like trying to quantify. Like when I first signed up for the, like the United Airlines miles, yeah. when like I when we went on tour last year, and I'm like, wow, like I have 15,000 miles. Like it's it's four. It's it's under 5,000 miles to get to Hawaii. So that's pretty dope. I can go there three times. Right. Yeah. And then like I like you know of course the veil is lifted, and I'm like, this is so stupid. Like why don't they actually if a mile quantify equal to this? a mile, that would be awesome. It's so dumb. I just hate the way that they've kind of like that. I keep on getting emails from Expedia and they, uh, so I have like points with Expedia. I have over a thousand points with Expedia because we used to like stayed at that hotel in Oregon like a while ago. Remember yeah. that? And like I booked it when we were like on the road. Oh my and, God. And we, we, that was that's a crazy. We moved back, right? We, that's the, when we moved back to Chicago from Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. And we got into San Francisco. We rented that Jeep and then we, we drove across. That Jeep sucked. Dude. The, Jeep, I, the, so the Jeep like, Compass. went so downhill. Well, the, the yeah. Jeep got bought by Chrysler and then they became a totally different company. It was from awful. What we knew it was before. such a bad car. There was no pickup on it. And for a Jeep, I was like, you guys should be ruling the pickup. Like having like a good, yeah, like having like a really good acceleration game. But you totally don't. No. 
Um, but but no yeah, tar. so I keep on. I get I get an email every single month from Expedia, and they're like, "You have like over a thousand points." And for a while, I was like, "Oh, cool! Like, I wonder what I could do with this." And then like, it's like your points are worth like seventy nine cents. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I can't even like that's I can't even get like a the, water like at like a in like a public place like a plastic water like I can't even like I can't even get a water. You can't even get a plastic <laughs> water. I can't, I can't get a plastic water bottle. <laughs> Like, that's that's i feel like that's just more of like a um here's a participation award like it's just trying to make everybody feel better about oh you have so many points reward points i f- i hate that so much that doesn't really work i hate sports i don't care i don't like i hate sports yeah. so the concept of getting points i'm like woo now what like what what is this gonna like? yeah there's nothing that you like... do or that you would care about points for anything no like li- there's nothing. nothing that you've ever done really no i can never think about i mean like you know i pay attention to like that like the minimalist algorithms and uh, like are like, so i guess those are points in a way are, like yeah. for social and stuff like yeah, that but, like but not really media. you don't like, really view it like that though um no i view it as i mean it's different for everything i think like there are different articles that i share on the minimalist facebook that i try and pay attention to see like what resonates and what doesn't but ultimately like i don't even really try to pay pay attention to that i try to pay more attention to like the content of of what i'm putting out um because ultimately like with our facebook game so to speak i'm kind of at a point where i'm like okay like the minimalists are, they live in this world that's like, you know, outside of like the mainstream, right? Like right. it's not, it's not like a world that like, you know, would align with the values of like a lot of people, even though like, if you look at like Twitter, we have like a list of celebrities that I follow and Kanye West aligns with us more than like anybody else. <laughs> Kanye West and uh, the Fab Five from Queer Eye. So, <laughs> which is like a great combination. It's fantastic. But, uh, but like, so what I try and do is I try, like I look at the news media and I'm like, how are they, are, are they broadcasting in any way um, a value system that aligns with the minimalists of, of focusing on growth and contribution, health, relationships, passion, um, all of those things. Like, is there any way that they're bringing that that into that? And it's more about is the, is, is the work good? Is what they're writing good? Yeah. And I, I think another thing, too, is I'm pretty sure Facebook algorithms aligns, lines up. So it's like, you know, th- there's actually an article in GQ recently. No, it wasn't recent. It was a couple of years ago, but it really stuck in my mind about this guy who kind of realized that he was obsessed with fashion and he like he felt stupid. Because that he feels had- like a guy who doesn't have a lot of good friends. Well, because he- it's like I realized that I was obsessed with this thing. Yeah. Like if I was like obsessed with coffee mugs. And like I was like, oh my god! One day I just realized I was obsessed with coffee mugs. It's like, why didn't any of my friends tell me, dude? You're kind of obsessed with this shit. What's wrong with anyway? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, he was obsessed with buying clothes more than he was with fashion. Even more so. You can label it with fashion, and you can get away with it if you're like, oh, I'm a fashionista. And like, no, you just like buying shit. There's a total difference (laughs) between buying shit and being a fashionista. I love that we live in the Midwest, (laughs) and my first thought was like, oh, you mean like a TJ (laughs) Maxinista? Oh my god. Because that's fucking marketing, dude. Yeah, it's fucking marketing. Well, okay, so he so he did that and like he had a one night stand and his this girl like that stayed with him. She's like, oh, is that all your clothes? And she was like really judging him about was, like about how much like clothing he had. Yeah. And so, anyways, uh, all of that to say, like you know, when you have like GQ writing about like minimalism, it that's it, like in a way they'll put that in front of the faces of people who are interested in GQ. Wait, how is that about minimalism? 
Uh, because he, because he realized, like, because he, he kind of went back. He, he had a one night stand and this woman kind of like woke him up. And oh, he was like, he, uh, there's and only then, a one night stand. That's how it's about minimalism. What? <laughs> yeah. Only one night. Yeah. Um, and he kind of realized that that wasn't like what he wanted to be is he didn't want to surround his identity. Like he didn't want to dress his oh, identity up okay. in a wardrobe as opposed to like, you know, being anyways. Sure. So yeah, but, uh, but that point system, like, I don't. I try not to pay attention to the points and the traction. I try to pay attention to what we put out there. Cause ultimately like I don't want to compare the work that I do to other people. Right. Um, I just want to compare because like, what if like, if that, if those comparisons didn't exist, what would I create or what would I, I don't know, put out into the world, you know? Yeah. I think it's also interesting too, just to see comments about stuff too, because like likes are like, that's great. But I mean, like, how many times have you come across an article that's had, like, 900 likes on it, and you click on it, and it's a broken link? Mm. You know, and people just liked it because they're like, oh, yes, I am another person who is also as studied as they are because I'm reading these articles and everything. Right. And it's like, dude, the link didn't even work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why? Maybe maybe try clicking it before mm-hmm. you before you like it. And then makes you want to have the opposite of clickbait where you like have an article and have like a really pompous title. And then like on the inside of the article, just oh, have so like, good. just if you like this bad. article. Yeah. Yeah. Then you didn't actually click through to this yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, but I, so I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm more interested in comments than I am in, in just likes because like I, you, it's already hard enough to be able to connect with people, like to actually connect with people. And I feel like that's going to change when we hit VR in AR, like with social AR media. I think AR is going to be bigger. I don't think, I think that VR is like. So the, the only difference that I, as I understand it, the only difference that is going to be between VR and AR is AR is actually going to be, you're going to see everything that's going on around you. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be like little adapta- adaptations and little additions to what's going on right. like in your real, in your real world. But VR, I mean, is going to be able to be, you're, not only that you're in your own entire different reality, not of like Ready Player One type of type of deal, but what I'm saying is like if I wanted to go log into my computer, I could drop my goggles on and then go ahead and log into my computer. Why do I sound like I'm from like '96 right now? <laughs> You're gonna go on the World Wide Web, you loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, visit us online at the World Wide Web. Um, no, but I mean, it's, it's going to be a, its entire own different interface. It's going to be created all by itself. And AR is just going to, I think they're just two different tools. I yeah. really feel like they're two different tools. Yeah, I think VR is probably going to be bigger in the entertainment realm. I just don't think, think they're about, connected. If you think about like, um, like podcasting, for instance, yeah. I think one of the reasons that podcasting is so big versus like you know if you have like a, if, if this were to be like a three-hour tv show i don't know how long this is going to be but i mean if this were to be a, a tv show an extended mm. tv show nobody's going to sit down and watch it the reason that podcasting is as big as it is right now is because people That's are not able true, to augment their day and and maybe they might be in an office and be able to have it playing in the background if they wanted to that's totally true but it's still augmenting though i mean how often like if you were to have a visual podcast on would you be like sitting there watching it and that's the only thing that you're doing you have it on and you're watching it and you might glance over and see them talking and stuff there are people there mostly are, there are people who will uh that who i'll watch their podcast on youtube like joe rogan's podcast like if he does a podcast with somebody i would there are times where i would prefer to be able to watch it because they're referencing things they're pulling things up and i want to see it i want i want to see their 
Like I, I want to see them as they're as they're but discussing is, that. But is that why podcasting is so big though? Is that people are able to multitask and do other things while they're listening to these podcasts? So they're you know they're experiencing growth or they're learning something while simultaneously being able to. So I feel like you're coming into a couple different things there. Do I feel the first thing is there is the ease of being able to digest content, just yeah. like an audio book. Yeah, right. That's great. That's definitely that's definitely a layer to it and everything. But then there's also the ease versus the involvement that you want to have in it. Mm-hmm. So this is why like you're a vi- you're a person who is like productivity go up and I'm moving and I'm going to do this and look at all these things that I accomplished today just like this morning and you were so excited about that. And that's great. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. But there's also this other side of being like I'm going to do this one singular thing right now. Right. And this is all I'm doing right now. And this is what I'm going to be invested in and what I'm, my hope is is that while I might not remember all of these words for the rest of my life, what I'm hoping is that because I've understood the content and because I've uh, the content of the character of the people who are speaking, I'm able to sit down, I am able to watch this. I've, I've picked up on who they are from before, so I'm actually so I know who I'm listening to. And I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to, receive and be able to digest some different nuggets of wisdom that they're going to be able to share. And it's not something I'm going to be able to remember for my entire life, but I'm going to be able to carry this with me for the next couple of days. And this is going to help me be able to direct shape w- and are, shape yeah. where I'm going for the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. And so I look at that more as an investment in not the immediate future, because it's not like the next couple of hours or whatever, maybe it is, uh, but more is in like the next week or so. Like I want to direct my week this way. And so mm-hmm. I'm going to invest myself, even though I could be doing something else while I'm doing that, I need to give this my full attention. And I think that's why sometimes why YouTube is very big. And yes, people might like to click it, leave it on, let it play in the background for sure. There's definitely more of those people than there are otherwise. But I'm not saying that like if somebody, if I had a camera setting up here right now, somebody could actually see my intention a lot more than just saying like, oh, he's just, you know, he's not, he's probably just like leaning back or whatever. And some of that can come through my voice, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. I think there are different things communicated, um, but with, with as much media as there is right now, the way that content is digested, I think that, that like. I think that AR will be more like a tool. I think that eventually you're going to be able to walk down the street and you're going to have, you know, a, a better version of Google Google Glass. I never tried Google Glass, but it seems like something from what I've heard that people have said that was just kind of intrusive. Not quite there yet. And, and yeah, it didn't feel uh, as natural as you would need something to feel. And, and genuinely, I think it would be challenging too because, um, man, like if I'm on a train and I see somebody has Google Glass and they have like, an Instagram or Facebook identifier where they could look at me and they could like look at my Instagram feed or something mm-hmm. like that. Like that's a little bit like that's a little bit invasive. That's not to say they don't have the freedom to do that. I mean, social media companies have proven that they have the freedom to do whatever the fuck they want with our information. But uh, I, I think that it's going to be I think it's going to be I don't know. It's going to be a different experience. I mean, even if you think about the way when like when AirPods were yeah. created. Right. I mean, we both use AirPods. I think that they're awesome. They're so they're they're like one of my favorite technological tools that I have because I am able to listen to like podcasts and audiobooks on a regular basis and it's it's not super intrusive in my life because of that and I, I learn and grow from that and that's why I value it. But um, even that, you know, that was that's wireless headphones and it had to look like the original Apple headphones in order for us to be able to adopt it in a way that like 
actually took hold. So I think that like we're evolving quickly, but we're not comfortable with evolving quickly. So we like they have to figure out a way to augment our reality in a way that doesn't feel like we're turning into a bionic man or woman. The other cool thing with that is that there are other things that are coming up too. Um, like with Apple released their laptop and it's all USB-C and there's dongles and there's other things that you can right, get no to USB be able to, ports. Right, there's no USB ports. There's no, none of that, which is like, what the hell? Yeah, like, like I don't Bluetooth or, no, or Wi-Fi I don't, transfer. Dude, or I just need I just need this. Like yeah. I just need the I just need my the, my USB cable to be able to plug in here. What the hell? What are you doing here? But no other company could have done that. Right. No other company could have said we're only going to have one type of port they, for the power, first, yeah. for data transfer, for everything else. And what is that going to do? I think that's a really good step in the right direction for not just for the environment, but uh, not just for the user interface, but also for the environment too. Because the cool thing that gets to come along with that is now for the most part, we need to make one kind of cable. Yeah. What about that? Like, what about just making this one kind of cable? Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. if, if we all if we all switched over to, to that immediately, and I hate when people say that, if everybody just did this. Um, but if we did, I mean, there would be, it, God, it would, there'd be a lot less production, mm-hmm. which would be a great thing and all. But, I mean, I just... I don't know. I, I think that would be it would be a lot easier to to get by, and that, that's somebody saying that from somebody who is working with people who have nine different laptops that they're working off of right. during a show and stuff like that for each individual person. Um, so that would make a big difference for me that way. But I, th- I think that's no other companies could really do that. Um, there are other companies that make wireless headphones, for sure, but Apple definitely mainstream uh, mainstreamed it. 100 mm-hmm. percent you know well if you think about it i mean they 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 were the first ones to take the cd-rom out of the computer yeah that was like the first thing that they removed the second thing it seems like they removed is Which the, one was the last time that you needed a cd in your computer? right yeah. because of the fact that they did that because if they didn't do that yeah. then people would still have to exchange software God, remember those like like the cd cases that you used to have like not just the jewel cases but also like the the library of CDs that you'd have to flip through yeah. and everything all gone yeah all gone yeah. and that's that's definitely better it it definitely is I think yeah I mean if you look at that they were also the first ones to remove the audio jack from their computers and their phones and now and and their phones and now they're the first ones and I think yeah the comfort kind of has to be forced out in a way like you kind of and and I think for that more we'll, comfort <laughs> yeah I mean we'll we'll probably we're you know make you uncomfortable so you can be more comfortable in a little bit exactly yeah and it's one of those things that you'll have to get used to I think that yeah eventually is it wasn't wasn't Elon Musk working on Tesla oh, like a thing where that's you a guy who look you want to talk about somebody who's influential like yeah. who I'm following like to a T right now. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he's man crush right there. Well, he like has the. Didn't he have like the GPS thing where you can instead of looking at your phone separately, like I, I thought that it was him. Where like you can look out on the streets and then it'll light up and it'll show the streets and like where to turn and it'll give you directions and you're just looking at the windshield, and that's that's why I think that that augmented reality is next is because I think it's going to be a tool like that. And I bet you. Yeah. I think augmented is coming first because it's going to be easier. Well, but I think it's going to, I think that people still want to be in the real world. I mean, there's a huge fight against people being on their phones on like on their, on a regular basis. And even though you look at some place like China where they don't have phone size phones, they have iPad phones 
and they don't use them as phones at all. Mm-hmm. Everybody has like an iPad sized device and that's what they use because it's more it's more beneficial for being online and everything. Like it's not it's 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 not a, we think it's as a, as a common thing because that's what we see here and everything but around the entire rest of the world not everybody is really caring about like being in the real world as much i mean you look at like the video game culture and everything else mm-hmm. uh that means people are spending so much time on computers willingly and it's not a horrible thing if people want to do that and then go for it. that's the i don't think there's anything wrong with I don't that know. I, like, even though i think say, it's the best thing what do you mean it's not a horrible thing I don't think it's a horrible thing if somebody decides, hey, you know what? I want to like invest a whole bunch of my time into writing code. Like, I want to spend like the next three days working on this li- these these lines of code and everything, and getting this to be perfect. What, how, I don't think working, that's what, what do you mean? What lines of code? If somebody's developing software, if somebody's like engineering oh, yeah, something or whatever, developer. like totally sure. And if somebody is like. And if somebody wants to escape into a video game world for a while, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I heard somebody once say uh, something that I haven't, I I didn't like it because it was, uh, it put down cinema a bit, but I I can't, I I can't Can't disprove it. it. Yeah, Yeah, I can't refute it at all. Uh, Thanks for being my interpreter here uh, because I need one right now. Um, But they said something to the effect of, in a book, you read about what happens to somebody. In a movie, you watch what happens to them. In a video game, you get to be that person. And I think in virtual reality, we're going to get to be that person even more. Um, and we're going to be able to live out different stories. And it's going to be, we're going to see something go from like the book of choose your own adventure type book. So like video games and movies combining to where you get to choose your own adventure and, and you get to be the person. Very much so. Yeah. And then to be able to interact with other people and everything. I'm so, I think it's, I think it's awesome. And I think the only way that we move forward is by people working very, very, very hard to make sure that this stuff happens. Um, I don't know anything about it. I don't understand any of it, but I know that it takes a lot of effort to make it happen. Um, and that's about it. And so without putting people putting in a lot of time and effort and energy, the AirPods didn't come because somebody was like, I'll work on it every now and then during my eight hours. And then like, after that, I'm going to go home. No, somebody stayed up all night long working on that again and again and over and over in different renditions and trying to understand working with different developers. And why isn't this connecting to this one? And why, wait, what, I don't want this double tap. And the double tap needs to be this hard, but not that hard. And so I don't want people smacking. There was so much effort that was put into there. It's not done without people putting in early mornings and long nights. And I don't think that's a horrible thing. So that when I'm saying that, what do you mean it's a horrible thing that people are, it's not a horrible thing for people to spend time in front of the computers? That's what I'm talking about. Okay. I, yeah. I, I was under the impression you were talking more so about like people playing video games, which is like fine. I still that's don't think that that's a horrible thing too. Yeah. I mean, I think it, I think, I, I don't think, I mean, to each their own for sure. But at the same time though, like, you know, I also think, when you're talking about when you're talking about like experiencing discomfort and like living life the thing between you know the difference between like video games and real life is that real life can be boring and and i think that it leaves a lot of room for like if you if you play your cards right and you implement discipline um like real life can be painstakingly boring and then it turns you into like a more thoughtful and creative person. hundred percent. So like when you're consuming and I don't care what it is, even if, it, if it's podcasts, when that's still even like augmenting your life, 
you know, even that to a degree, like I I do get to a point where I'm listening to podcasts and I'm like listening to all of this information and different perspectives Mm -hmm. and current events and science and technology. Like I'm listening to all of those things. And then I'm like, all right, I'm just kind of worn out now. Like now I just, I just need to like listen to some music or just have some silence for a while. Yeah. And I think that it kind of reminds me of that one, uh, this one episode of black mirror where this guy, he's like on a bike and he's like bicycling and it's like a large, you know, it's, it's like a large warehouse building of people riding bikes and using that. Oh energy yeah. yeah, yeah generating yeah. energy. And then they're able to like, they think they're not really back. sure if that's even actually doing anything. Yeah. I don't know, <laughs> but they're like, they're getting like points back for it. And, uh, like for all of that. And then he's like, he just goes to his room and he wants to lie down. And then he is being forced to watch porn, which is the like advertisement that they chose for him to watch based on their algorithms. And if he closes his eyes, it's like beep. You're going to get a penalty and you're like going to get a penalty or whatever. And it's like, it's like that kind of thing where sometimes like, I don't obviously experience that where I'm like going back to a cell. And if I close my eyes and I'm not watching the porn advertisement, you know, obviously it's not that to that degree, but sometimes I think, you know, like I, I like the fact that when I touch certain things that they have like a certain uh, viscosity and they like you can see through them and you see the way that light reflects on them. And and even though I'm sure there will be a day where, you know, virtual reality, you know, we'll we'll get to a point where you won't even be able to tell the difference between the two. I think that, you know, our biology will. And, you know, just just when you think about like the effects of going out into a forest that you experience and, you know, you experience like the sound and the feeling of the rain and the moisture and the air, all of those things probably could be simulated to a degree. But I don't think that it would be ever be nearly as like effective as the real thing in terms of how it changes your physiology, because it does like it does heighten your senses. And that's one thing that I think that we probably like if if we're not conscientious we could lose sight of the importance of that of of having like having good senses and and really listening to sound and seeing the things around us yeah but i, I definitely agree and i and this is coming from somebody who like, i love being outside i love being outside and i love being outside away from anybody and everybody like not you but anybody and everybody for the most part and I love just being out in the quiet and all you hear is like your footsteps as you're walking down a place that's not even a trail. You're just walking through hundreds of thousands of acres yeah. and you have maybe a point on your GPS where you're like, okay, that's where I came from. Now I'm going to go for the entire day. And then at the end of the day, I might return back to that place or I might just set up over here. I love that. And I love walking and trying to walk to the point where I can't even hear my steps as they go, like that's just, I, because it feels like you've become a part of nature. And even in our city, we are still nature. We are still, like, this is what we do. Mm-hmm. We build shit and then we, we end up doing something horrible and it ends up collapsing for some reason, one reason or another. And then we rebuild it again. And it's what we do. But the other thing we do too. I you said one too, reason or another. It's like it's always a power hungry dude that like just had really shitty parents. Well, no, for one reason or another, as in like whether it's a war that buildings come down and a city's fall or whether, you know, it's like, okay, time to demolish that thing and then rebuild something over on top of it and everything. Like For one reason or another, 
things are going to crumble down and then we're going to rebuild again. And that's, that's definitely what we do. But the other thing we do too, is we build stuff that isn't as gigantic as a building. We build software, we build code, we build these other things and all. And it's no wonder that people spend so much time trying to work on something to make it so incredible and so realistic that people go, oh my God, I got infatuated with this thing. And people get addicted to things like mm-hmm. World of Warcraft and Skyrim and things like that. So I don't I don't have a video game system anymore. I, I, I had to get rid of it because I knew I would become that person. But I feel like there's it's definitely not a horrible thing to jump into one of those worlds for a little while and live through that. Are you actually doing anything? No. Is, would it be way better for you as a human being to get outside and go for a run and experience you know, the world? Yeah, it would, I think that would probably be a better thing for you to do. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're horrible. Yeah, yeah. I guess I, I have a hard time with just like entertainment like that as a whole. I know you don't. Yeah. If, if I think I that's a really... Be, you make me question that about myself a lot. Like, not, 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 you don't force me to. Like, you're not like, why are you doing this? Or mm-hmm. why are you watching this movie or this thing or whatever? But like, but you, you, you bring that up a lot. And then I, I think that's a really valuable thing to question. Yeah, I, th- I think it's valuable. And I think, I mean, it's, it's valuable, but then it's sometimes it's not. Because then I'm like, man, sometimes I just want to chill out, you know? And I don't want to have yeah. to think about those things. I just want to be able to relax and, and like you know, not question the nature of reality and, right, right. and like, you know, what technology is going to turn into and Wait, which direction is our universe expanding in? And right. Yeah. Like yeah. reading articles about like, you know, different scientific innovations that are happening within our world and how that will impact other industries and, and like the growth and the direction that we're going into. And the one thing that I'm really thinking about lately is the Enough way with that the learning. Yeah, I know, but I just can't help it, man. I like, know. I don't know what it is. I just don't, I, I, I can't like, I can't turn it off and it actually drives me fucking nuts. Like it actually, I'm like, all right, Jess, like stop trying to learn stuff. Just shut the fuck up and just go, just sit down and, and just, I'm, I just, I was going to say, go read a book, but then at the same time, I'm like, still learning something. I'm like, but, but that's why, that's why I think that like, I know you like feel uncomfortable about it and everything a little bit, but I think when I go down, uh, down South, um, to, um, garden of the gods in Illinois, where they've like, got, got like quarter million acres, I think you should come down with me. I think you should spend like, try to get down for like, and I know you can't because of work and everything, but if you could find something to be able to mitigate that somehow, to be able to come down and spend that much time out in the wilderness mm-hmm. for a while where you can't learn anything. And the only information that you're getting is information that's coming into you from your eyes, nose, and ears, and you're not able to tap into anything else. I, I think that's really good for everybody, and I think everybody should do that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a really great thing to be able to do that. I totally agree. But I'm saying if you can't turn that off, that might be a good idea to do. Yeah, yeah, for might sure. Might be healthy. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know, but I love it, though. I know you do. I mean, like, I think that's, like, I don't know, that's one of my favorite things. Because we, we were talking about creativity earlier and, like, curiosity and, uh, like, just how curiosity just really, like, informs, like, informs all of that but yeah like honestly a vacation from my own mind would be well it's not your own mind though it's everybody else's mind trying to input into yours no no it's my own mind too because even when i'm not listening to a podcast or reading or whatever i'm like i'm always i'm always thinking about these things sure you know like one thing that i've been thinking about a lot lately is how information is being compounded like if you think about 
just like regular like if you if you think about interest right like interest on a loan okay so like oh we're, t- we're right up my alley here we go right yeah loans yeah, and math. interest and percentages right fantastic well if you think about interest on a loan I don't know exactly how it works, but I do know that compounded interest is when it's multiplied even more. So you have like regular interest on a loan, but then compounded interest is when you're paying interest on the interest versus versus if you just have regular interest, you're just paying interest on a loan. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, okay. Do you so, know what you're saying? Yes, I do. Because this is not either of our realms. I know. It's, totally, <laughs> it's not my realm. Don't, mathematicians don't say anything, please. So, um... So, but what I'm saying is, though, is now with the internet, though, we have compounded interest with our technology. Our our technology is literally compounded. Like you were talking about those two guys behind that one, like behind, behind like backstage mm, from Gravity yeah. and what's the other one? Boston Dynamics. Boston Dynamics and Gravity, and these guys were meeting. The, the internet is a version of compounded interest where those two guys and every single one of those guys in that circle could meet. It reminds me of like. And those, those, those boys were trapped in that cave for a while in Thailand. There's like 13 boys or something yeah. like that. And Elon Musk was like, oh, like I have somebody, you know, in Thailand that could be on that Let right now. Help. I have an engineer. Yeah. But yeah, like it's that compounded interest. It's the fact that like if you have a good enough idea in their Instagram handle or their Twitter handle, you could pretty much connect with anybody. I mean, you, you have can, to can, but it's the same argument that you're making against VR though, is when you say something like, well, we still long for the real world and everything. Uh-huh. Like seeing that happen in the real world versus seeing that happen on Twitter or something like that, those are two completely different things. And when you're around somebody, you can get like a sense for their energy. And when they walk in, sometimes you're just like, just being in the presence of somebody who you can tell is literally a fucking genius, mm-hmm. is actually a genius. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about, intro, like, I'm talking about uh, information. I'm not talking yeah, just about. Yeah, just the information, nothing experiential about it. But I feel like the experience can actually transmit more information than we can actually quantify right now. Yes, I, I totally agree with that. But I'm just saying, though, that like, the fact that all of these scientists have access to each other's ideas oh, yeah. and we're able yeah. to like build upon each other's ideas. Like, so it's pretty incredible. You know, it's, it's not now, it's not only that we're building on the information and the technologies from the past, but we're building on the t- information and technologies from people on different continents. And that's something that other people like, you know, 200 years ago for them to have access to an invention from another country was super rare and now we have access to all of that. And so what I'm interested in is I'm interested in like the inventors that are willing to talk to each other who like live together in this day and age, like just in this time period. But also, you know, like I had Stephen Morris from BioLife 4D. Yeah. Like he is bringing together bioprinting and 3D technology. Like that is like a huge combination. So that's what I'm really interested in is because I, I think that we don't realize, you know, we, like we have these phones and that's so isolated to like be like, oh, I have Verizon and I'm going to make a phone call. Yeah. But like we're not paying attention to the fact that like the, the technology that is bu- being built for these phones, like, okay, okay, like I'm going to throw on dog ears and use it on Snapchat. I don't use Snapchat, but whatever. But I'm just saying like, there's that technology, but how can that be used in a totally different industry that like we're just completely unaware of? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just got sucked out of this when he said, I'm going to throw in dog ears and, the, and use Snapchat. I was just like, five years ago, if you would have said that, people would have been like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You know what it makes me want to do? <laughs> it makes me want to use like Instagram filters that aren't actual, like just have a box 
of like toys like not those kinds of toys <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like a box of like toys like a box of uh things where i'm like i use like literal dog ears so instead of having like the instagram filter i'll just have Wait, like literal the, dog ears yeah so instead of having the instagram filter i'll go to like a costume shop and i'll get a bunch of filters that i can use at jess breeds wants to steal your dog's ears i know yeah yeah, yeah. what would you use for filters like you could use like different gels and stuff like that no no it would only be dress up <laughs> <laughs> that's how it starts jess oh okay yeah what starts i don't know later you, sure <laughs> okay i'm down <laughs> well what do you think we should we start cleaning up our apartment because we have friends coming over tonight and it's yeah i guess we do almost two o'clock we have friends coming over in five hours and 17 minutes well we have uh not a lot of shit in our apartment so we better start cleaning up because uh it's gonna take us about an hour to do what do you think uh, we want to do? Get to Immaculate. We're going to do some tacos. We'll do, do tacos. tacos. We, need, we need some venison tacos, maybe. You can't have gluten, so what do you do for tacos? Cassava flour tortillas. Cassava flour. Yeah. Apparently, that's like a, it's not like a dietary thing where it was like, this was invented for people who need gluten-free. It's like, no, this was just a thing. Yeah. We just had this. Yeah. I'm excited. You make really good tacos. Jess is a bomb-ass cook. So if she posts something on her Instagram, like, just... Just listen to how she cooks. It's add coconut oil and cook the shit out of it. But there's more to it than that. Yeah, I love to cook. You can really cook. Oh my god, it's the best. I love it. It's the it's amazing. It's so much fun to put together all of these tastes and different experiences. And my, the best part is when you give it to somebody, and then when they're surprised and they're like, "What?" Yeah, that's why what I'm so that? excited for like the like hopefully this year like for pulling in a couple deer and everything, and then like you being able to use that meat yeah. and then when we get to be able to cook for somebody and everything like oh and like the only topper on that would be if we had a garden where we could actually pull yeah. like all like uh, something super satisfying about that yeah it'll yeah. be fun it's gonna be cool yeah gotta yeah. get that deer multiples it'll be fun all right thanks guys for listening uh i'll be back next week uh, it's a surprise guest. It's a surprise to me. I don't know who the fuck it's going to be, but it'll be funny either way. <laughs> I'll be surprised by who it is at this point. <laughs> it was like one of those things where like Matt told me like legit, I had those three podcasts recorded for a while. And then Matt was like, one day he's like, so what are you, you going to do doing? this? <laughs> I'm like, okay. So now it's like, um, um, what is it called? Uh, something, something on your heels. I'm running by the something on my heels. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? No. Well, I don't know. Heel. <laughs> I'm not a dog. <laughs> That's what we do to Arrow to tell him to stop doing something. He was currently laying at our feet between us at our dining room table. But anyways, all right. Third time. It was nice uh, podcasting to you guys. I don't know. Feels kind of weird. Is that weird to say that? Yeah. How about this? How about this? It was really nice to have a podcast with you on our anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. That is really fun. And Matt will be on regularly and we'll talk about our creative adventures and what we're doing and what we think about things and people that we're listening to and all kinds of stuff. So, all right. Later dudes. <laughs>